What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. And good evening. Hello. Um, so welcome to Closet Stuff for Clothes. Welcome. And Hyatt, again, thank you for your countdown. We always love that. So Our engineer, so Hyatt. We yes, have the dulcet tones of Dave Meitzler today. Hello, um, everyone. Uh, sitting in for our friend Dan, who's on medical leave. So we know that Dan will be um, listening in, um, and we wish him the best. And and take it easy on your male nurse. I know that you'll probably want a sponge bath. Oh, uh, you know, so. I would like a male nurse. So Once in a while, please. Could I just have a male nurse? So do get better, Dan, and we'll, and we'll talk to you soon. So, um, you know, the first show in July, and in a couple of days oh. we celebrate our great nation's independence. Mm. And mm. um and we have uh we have a, another sort of type of celebration of independence mm. today. We do. We do. We have a, our guest. Our guest tonight is uh Jared and Jared was with us several months ago back on a cold snowy evening in December. It's snowy here in Ann Arbor anyway mm -hmm. in December. And uh we talked about some things and we're going to review that a little bit and then we're going to later talk about uh some uh, pride experience that he experienced for the first time is kind of like an ongoing saga, well, adventure you know, drama. I feel sorry for Jared that every time he has a first time, we have to come, <clears throat> we have to bring him out in the show. So oh, we have to expose it. So, so, um, <laughs> but he's been a good sport. You know, I, I didn't get to, I wasn't able to be here for the December show. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when I heard that, you know, we had, you know, I'm picturing that we just picked someone out in the street mm -hmm. and, and said like, oh. You're gonna come out in the show, mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's awkward, turtle. Well, so we uh, we get kind of rough with the show here. We get kind of um, uh, adventurous. We try to to make things happen. Well, good. So we'll see what happens later today, and I'm excited to hear what happened at Chicago's Pride Parade, yes. which you have a full investigation. Oh my report, heavens! Right? You should. Oh. So there was marching, and I'm sure that there was gaiety. Know, is what there was, and um, I'm sure there was wetness and all sorts oh. of stuff. So before we get there, so Dave, how was your week? Anything oh my goodness! Let me tell you, I love the summertime. It is my favorite time of the year, partly because of the warm weather, mm -hmm. partly because of what people do in the warm weather. You know what they do? Uh, go outside well they go outside and they don't wear as much and it's just uh -huh, i think it's so true. much more interesting you know you see people running in the streets jogging not necessarily running in the streets like into traffic but <sighs> i'm saying it's like they're running along the street and they are um exercising you see people out uh, enjoying their meals at restaurants that are on the sides of the streets and the tables and everything 
And people are just like open and free. This is like what the West Coast of the country goes through all the time. This is like normal for them. For us, it's like a three-season deal. I mean, a three-month deal uh, part of the season. And we've been really lucky that it's been so beautiful out. So, And it's true. Like, uh, you know, the best patios in an arbor, like going to to Out Bar and Mm -hmm. hanging out. It's true. Yeah, and like the Necto has the patio open and the Out Bar has the patio open. And you can just go and lounge there in the evening with friends and... um, it's just open, free, and 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 terrific. And so, so I you've like. been spending a lot of time outside. And I've been in doing a whole bunch. Well, again, uh, the weekend adventures, uh, which we'll which we'll talk about, and um, I've been meaning to ride my bike at some point this summer. I'm planning on riding my bike. Okay, that's a goal of summer. <laughs> yes. One goal of the summer: ride my ride, bike. Ride bike. Yeah. You know that I do not know how to ride a bike. Oh, it's easy to learn. We'll we'll get we'll get I'm you. I'm good. Bike. I figure there's enough people who know how that mm-hmm. I don't really need to add mm-hmm. to. That. So you you never had a bike? I, I didn't have a bike as a kid. That's interesting. And well, you know, Barbara- well, actually, this is false. I had a bike. I just never used it. You know, oh. I, I, I feel like as a kid, I wanted all the things that kids have, but mm-hmm. never really needed mm-hmm. to use them. Like, oh, I want rollerblades. And they get, I got rollerblades. I'm like, eh, you know. Well, you know, Barbara Walters never drove. She, well, she's never driven. She's you not- know that Whoopi Goldberg doesn't fly. <sighs> Now that's that's almost insulting. Well, I mean, but like, I respect her. No one really flies, but she doesn't use planes to fly. Yeah. Either. But so the thing is, you know, so she's always cross country because she's like in Hollywood Squares or whatever, and she takes buses across country. She has like a big tour bus that she rides in, wow. and she has drivers that like switch on and off. So like I'll, she's driving twenty four seven. Driving, I find really uh, actually annoying. I, I hate car trips because you have to go. You have to follow the road. You have to. Uh, yeah, that's pesky, huh? You have to like stay where it's paved. There's issues of that's congestion, annoying. and I'm not talking like throat congestion. I'm talking like traffic congestion, uh-huh. and uh, and there's um, construction sites, there's speed traps, there's all this stuff that goes along with, it, and the fuel prices too. So um, I I'm not really a fan of driving. No. So you prefer to uh, prefer flying? Yeah. Yeah. What about segways? Have you ever been on a segway? No, I haven't. But they're pretty fun. Uh, they look they look interesting. They look also expensive. Yeah, but, but I, you wouldn't fine. take them on a freeway. But you need well, if you could get them going seventy miles an hour, and that would be cool. <laughs> that would be that would be rough. Yeah. Um, so 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 yeah. Um, any other any exciting flights lately? Do you um, how's well, the um, saga? Of- when I've when I've been working and, and flying. Um, we have been flying now in areas of thunderstorms, and thunderstorms create havoc for airlines because uh, when flights have to be delayed or canceled or rerouted or or diverted, they have to figure out some way to get the crew and the airplane to where they're supposed to be, and it creates a major mm, mm-hmm. trauma for them. And I don't know how they do it, but they somehow wind up getting people organized. So when you have plans to go somewhere in the summertime, if you're planning on flying anywhere this summer, plan on it maybe not going smoothly and <laughs> you know get to the airport early enough. Um, and don't be bent out of shape if something happens to the, f- the flight gets canceled or delayed because weather is totally... Um, Act of God. Well, right? it's, it's out of control. We, well, we can't that, control the That weather. very thing happened to me. You know, I, I mentioned that I ha- went to D.C. a couple weeks ago for um, D.C. Pride, Capital Pride. Mm. And we were uh, supposed to arrive at um, like 5 p.m. And we didn't arrive in D.C. until 12.30 a.m. So, so we spent some, it was, uh, it was, you know, horrible, but (laughs) it could have been a lot worse. I was with really good people and we had a lot of fun and we we caused lots of trouble. And And you love your flight crew. And we loved our flight crew. We did. And Mm. I love the man who was sitting next to me. His name's Mike. Mm. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Mm. And, um, it ended up being okay. I guess it's all about your frame of mind, right? 
Yeah, and and you know, if you're going to go traveling, it's it's that that in and of itself is an adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's true, it's true. I heard that recently, Kathy Griffin was doing like this thing on a big gay flight. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, that would have been amazing. What happened? Do you like Kathy Griffin? Uh, well, you know, we never talked to each other. But, uh, <laughs> she doesn't understand yeah. your calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently, there was this like I don't know much about it, but gay flight and Kathy Griffin was like their, um, you know. St- I didn't call them stewardesses. Flight attendants. attendants, Yeah. Flight (laughs) attendants. Yes. Uh, Stewardess. That's right. (laughs) And she was headed down to um, Mardi Gras for the big gay Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. Big gay Mardi Gras. And um, it was hilarious, apparently. So I guess you have to watch My Life in the D-List to figure that out. Mm, Get that on the website. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Well, we are here with our uh, guest, Jared. Jared, say hi to people out there. Hi. This is... Say it again. Okay, hi. I'm. I don't. I don't hear Jared. Is he coming through on the? Okay. Well, as long as you say he's coming through, um, Jared, you were last with us uh, in December. Yeah. Where are the cookies? The last cookie. time I was here, there um, were cookies. I ate the cookies. Cookies. Well, we we, we did have <coughs> cookies last time, but it was because of the holidays and things. And I and I'll get you cookies. Freedom cookies. We I'll didn't get have you cookies. Where's the freedom cookies? cookies? Yeah. We talked about your coming out process because you had really you had a boyfriend at the time. Still do. And you still do. Good for you. And What's uh, his name? Joe. And where's Joe? Mm. He is actually probably working on his motorcycle as we speak. Mm. Okay. Joe with the motorcycle. Okay. Sounds sounds really uh, butch, you know? Sounds really... I'm totally going on Facebook right now. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, you had come out that uh, October during National Coming Out Day to a number of your friends, um, and uh, kind of the experience started that season during the fall of last year and we kind of talked about it in december um you wrote a song several songs actually did uh, you come out via song no not really. Really. no but he, he wrote a song for jody and and uh he, he played it on the uh performed it on the uh, on the radio so that was kind of nice um and you we talked about goals actually last december can we play that clip please let's listen in what are your plans for the new year? How How's it going to go? My goal uh, is to tell my mom by my birthday in March and my dad someday in the future. Okay. So, wow. So those are big goals. Yeah, so those are I big goals. I got to tell you something. So I always, I, I'm a, I always tell people don't set goals mm-hmm. because I feel like they can often be artificial, right? So it's like, um, I'm going to come out to these 10 people in the next 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't always go mm-hmm. so well, right? So, so did you Jared, how did it go? Make it? Well, my, I guess my advice would be don't make goals on the radio when, <laughs> when it's being recorded. Um, no, I have not told my mom yet. I have told my sister. Um, I think I told her that before. Yeah, you had told your sister and your grandmother. Yeah, and that's actually gone well. It was the best thing I've ever done, but there's been a lot of things that have gone on in my mom's life, and I just haven't felt mm-hmm. the time has been right yet. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations anyway. I yeah. think that's amazing. No, I mean, you and you're not required to come out to anybody. It's really something that it's up to you, and I, when you're ready, to, you'll do it. Had I, I had not come out to my grandma in December. You hadn't? Okay. No, that was the one that I said I was never going to tell. Oh, so you're net zero. How'd that go? You're then? good. I'm good. You traded a grandma for I a told father. my mom's mom. Doesn't that count for anything? <laughs> now, it your, does. Your grandma, was she especially conservative? What would be a reason you wouldn't want to come out to her? Yeah, I was afraid of how she was going to handle it. She's conservative and she's very religious, and I was afraid of what her views on that were. And when you, And how did you tell her? 
Well, I had actually talked to her, and I had just uh, watched a documentary about it, and I had talked to her, and I called her up, and I said, Grandma, i got to ask you a question. I said, what's your religious view on homosexuality? And she goes, she she said, oh, I think that, you know, everybody has the right to be loved and to love. And she goes, you're not worried about yourself, are you? You're not curious, are you? I said, no, I'm not curious. I know I'm gay. <laughs> wah, wah. And yeah. what did she say? She goes, oh, well, I guess it runs in the family. You have two gay cousins. Did you know about these cousins? No. Interesting. Have I, you talked to your cousins? No, and I haven't since. Why Why not? Well, I haven't been in that side of the country. Okay. So she knew about two, and, and where are these your, like, your mother's? Uh, They'd actually be my mom's cousins. Your mom's cousins, okay. So, like, grand cousins. But she did tell me that she suspected one of my cousins. Uh-huh. Did she suspect you? No. No. So it's a total surprise that her hunting, fishing, country boy grandson was a gay boy. Yeah, but she handled it well. She didn't miss a step. No, that's really good. Now, how do you feel with her knowing versus not knowing? I think it's great that she knows because it was funny. The first thing she said to me was, oh, that boy you brought to Christmas is your boyfriend, isn't it? Wow. She doesn't miss a beat. No, she doesn't. And I said, yeah. She goes, well, he really seemed like a nice boy. That's really nice. So I said, obviously, you don't know him like I yeah. do. <laughs> nice. Now, so did you sleep better that night with her knowing? I mean, that's, that's, she's an ally, right? Well, when I first tried to fall asleep that night, you know, of course, my mind was reeling and it was hard to fall asleep. But after that, yeah, it's been great. Because when I call her, she's like, well, how's Joe? How are you guys doing? And it's nice to actually be able to talk with people about it. Okay. And and now she's part of that aspect of your life. And when you're out gallivanting, doing gay stuff, <laughs> you can include her in, in the... The uh, telling of the events, I guess. Right. I called now, her actually on my way when I was on my way to Pride. Said, "Grandma, I'm on my way to Pride." Now, so you have said that you're that you have not told your mother. You've not I told not. your stepdad. I have. <clears throat> I have tried to tell my mom. I've gone so far as to walk into her office, put it between the lines, right on the desk, turn around and walk away, and she never brought it up. Between the lines is the uh, local newspaper for gays and lesbians in the uh, Ann Arbor, um, Metro Detroit area, and uh, so. Now, when your grandmother, now that she knows, and I, you said your sister knows? My sister knows. Okay, so now half the family knows, half the fam uh, family doesn't know. Are they, like, not supposed to talk to each other about it? And, and what's, what's the, the rule of secrecy that you've given them? Well, I don't know whether my sister and grandma talk about it, because when I told my sister, I called her, and I said, Hey, Chelsea, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I told grandma. And she goes, You what? Amazing. Because she didn't think grandma was going to handle it very well either. How did your sister handle it? She loved it. She goes, oh, I've always wanted a gay friend. So you've never had a bad coming out experience? No, not yet. Good for you. I think that's great. It is terrific, and that's a, it's always a great forward step. But, you know, coming out, why does it have to be so complicated? What do you think, Gabe? Why does it have yeah, why, to be so why, why is it such an issue? Like it's a dirty secret or something. Because right now it is a dirty secret. Because society sees being gay is dirty. Jared, do you think it's a dirty secret? I think it's getting better. Do I think there's still a lot of judgmental people out there? Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's write a song about that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, will will this uh, this judgment that you're perceiving that other people have that becomes like a, a block for you to prevent you from coming out to other people? Oh, that's the biggest reason. Would you say that your mother and your stepdad, who are 
as of now, not yet in the know, as far as you know. Uh, would you say that once they know about you and you've come out to them, will that be the biggest hurdle for you? Oh, yeah, by far. Because they're the ones that are closest to me. And then everybody else will be easy as pie or what? Well, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say easy as pie, but definitely easier than telling those two. Uh-huh. Uh, you have other close friends you know? Uh, I have a few. Mm-hmm. Do those friends mingle with the friends who don't know and stuff? Or, or? Yeah, well, I, I How do you I mix the relationships? Have, see, well, it's, it's real interesting because I have gay friends and straight friends, and I have straight friends that know my gay friends that don't know I'm gay, and I sometimes get accused to be guilty by association. Oh, just because you know somebody who's gay, this, this people who don't know about you think that... Well, yeah, especially when you're standing there and your straight friend calls your gay friend. They're like, well, I'm in Chicago with Jared right now. Yeah. Oh, that happened to you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it gets real interesting. <laughs> That's cute. Isn't that just precious? Especially you know, when he says, oh, you know, we're just parading around town. Can we call you back? That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, do you think that maybe uh, you need help coming out of the closet, or do you want to kind of do it on your own? No, I don't think I really need help. I'm just waiting for the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I often tell people, you know, don't come out on holidays and don't come out in a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because holidays are already, like, really super stressful for people. And, like, why add more stress to it, right? And you and sometimes you don't want to, uh, um, you know, oh, yeah, do you remember that Hanukkah? That was the Hanukkah when, you know, when she told us she was yeah. a lesbian. You know, it's sort of like mm. not sullying the memory mm -hmm. or saying that, oh, you shouldn't have come out. But, you know, like, like understanding when it really is supposed to be family time, when it's supposed to be me time. Well, you would hope that all coming out experiences would be a positive experience. And again, it's not a dirty secret. I don't think you guys might call it a dirty secret, but it's, it's, it's regarded as something that concerns other people about, you know, you know, you don't want to know, you don't want other people to know necessarily that you're gay because it's a, it's a contentious issue. That's really what it is. Well, I don't think it's a dirty secret. I don't think that my being gay is a dirty secret. Yeah. I think that society frames it as such that um, gays are meant to feel dirty about um, mm -hmm. who they are. That is wrong. So, um, so in that sense, I think that there isn't a, 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 there isn't a norm set where people feel like they'll be accepted. The, the norm is set that you'll be rejected. I think that, you know, Jared's story is sort of, sort of, you know, says that too. We expect rejection because we plan for the worst. Yeah. And, and, and it, truth be told that sometimes experiences of coming out don't go so well. And, uh, and I, and Jared, you have a friend, uh, we can, re he can remain nameless, I guess. Uh, but he essentially, you knew of him as being gay and he decided that that wasn't right for him. Could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, actually, one of the first people that I came out to was uh, over Facebook, basically, and we started dating, and then when it, things didn't really work out between us, he actually is the one that introduced me to the boyfriend that I've been with now for nine months, and just about two months ago, he broke up with his boyfriend and joined the group Exodus. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, things have gotten ugly from there. Uh, for uh, an Exodus is a group that is... Um they specialize Christian based in gay reparative therapy. Yeah, and and they they try to use behavioral influence to change uh, one's attitudes, so that if you're such if you're a gay person, they will try and use behavioral uh, 
practice it's to basically change repression you. actually well it's, it's is. not it's actually repression and, and suppression yes. it's repression and suppression but not actual conversion well you can't and that's and that's what uh any any qualified scientist psychologist medical doctor will tell you that you cannot change somebody's sexual orientation so what the group and the group of course claims to the contrary um and uh they feel that uh you can you can basically learn to behave anyway. And in a sense, people who have not yet come out are doing that already. They are behaving that is in a way that is unlike themselves. So, uh, Well, I we, think that a lot of people have internalized homophobia, right? So this idea that all the horrible things that I learn about gay people, that media or outside world or my family thinks about gay people, there's no way I can be that. So I internalize that homophobia and shut that part of me off. Yeah, and sometimes the most vocal, most violent, most aggressive people against homosexuality or gay people or lesbians are people who themselves are having uh, difficult issues with themselves internally, and they may very well feel that they are gay or they're questioning their own sexuality and it's, or it's causing them to question. So they act out and they become violent. They become the ones who shout the loudest and they, they may hurt, intentionally hurt other gay people because of it. Well, yeah, I, I think there's lots of there, there are lots of examples where people have this cognitive dissonance that they can't um, they can't resolve. I think that one example is Ted Haggard. You remember who Ted Haggard is? Ted Haggard is a, a, a minister from California, mm-hmm. and so he um, uh, he was actually on this 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 in this movie called Bible Camp, I think, or Jesus Camp. And uh, he, of course, railed against gays and said that gays were wrong. And and uh, we came out that he had uh, many times employed the services of, of uh, a male escort, mm-hmm. <laughs> a masseuse, um, who he often did coke with. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, there seems to be a disconnect here, Reverend Haggard, you know. There seems to be every example... Um Every uh, version of that, too, that we can see in in history of politicians and uh, religious authority and uh, and then just regular people who say to the contrary of what they actually do behind closed doors. Now, this person, you know, Jared, who joined Exodus, is he still your friend? Well, apparently I would think so, but apparently he doesn't. Um, He's been sending me a lot of text messages and we ended up kind of arguing about it. What's he saying in his text messages? Basically, he just says that homosexuality is a sin, and he apologizes for helping me stumble into sin. And I told him, I said, look, I said, I am who I am. And he's like, oh, I said, you can take your, I I told him that he could take his religious cult and keep it to himself. And he got all mad at me, and he said, oh, I forgive you for that, but you better pray that God does. And I said, you know what, my relationship with God is between me and him, and it's none of your business. And it may be a sin, I don't know, but at least I'm honest about who I am, to which I've gotten no reply. The perception is that, the perception that the Exodus people may have uh, is that gay people are somehow anti-God, anti-religious, anti-spiritual. Do you consider yourself in any of those ways, you being a gay person? Absolutely not. I feel closer to God now than I've ever been in my entire life. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's take a musical break. 
When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what uh, transpired over the past weekend, which was an adventurous parade in Ann Arbor, a commitment ceremony, I believe, too. Is that right, Jared? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're also going to hear some music. And uh, Jared recently wrote a song, I think, in the past day or so. Uh, Actually, this afternoon. Okay. And uh, we're going to hear that also coming up on Closets Are for Clothes. We are back. You listen to Closets Are for Clothes. I'm David Meitzler here with Gabe Javier. And Jared is our guest. What? Sorry, Jared's, Jared's mouthing words at me. And I hope they're nice words. And we're talking a little bit about a journey. You know, yes, so we're talking process. about, you know, if you're just joining us, Jared was our guest back in December. Uh, and he was just coming out. And we've come a long way. He's told um, members of his family. And uh, was this past weekend your first Pride? Yes, it was. Oh, 
Not that he didn't have right. pride. He didn't have pride before now, but you know, this is his first, you know, wow. inauguration. Man, you are just like nonstop. You're like like a train going through this whole process. That's right. Well, a I big a, gay a, coming a very out gay train. Well, yeah, yes. well, I, I happen to have a good friend who is a very uh, bad influence as my mm, conductor. A strong influence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. It's good to have that. <clears throat> um during the process you know we it's a process we have to have our steps in the process and for someone to come out they have to go through the process um your pride weekend i guess started with um of all things a commitment ceremony what was that it was uh very nice um it was a commitment ceremony um between two gay friends of mine and uh, it was very inspiring um cool and this was in chicago also Yes. Okay. And so it was a private commitment ceremony? Like, what was it? Was it in a church? Was it just in City Hall? Or what it was, was the... uh, in the Cheney Mansion. Oh, nice. Park. Now, is that associated with Vice President Cheney? No. No. Okay. No. Someone, someone else. It's a different Cheney Mansion in, in uh, Oak Park in Chicago. Um, well, now, a commitment ceremony, have, have you talked? You have, a, you have a boyfriend. We've established that. Who's asking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, now, um, what do you think about having a commitment ceremony? Would you, at some point, and would like to have that with you and a lo- yourself and a loved one? Oh, absolutely. I've already got it planned. Really? You have it all deck like mapped out and stuff. Yeah. Aww, every young girl does. That is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what about marriage? What do you think about the marriage versus commitment? And would it mean the same thing to you as a gay person with a loved? one who you want to commit to well i think that marriage is a commitment and you can call it what you want when i give myself to somebody it doesn't have to be legally binding but i would like to have the legal rights that regular married couple have mm. so a commitment ceremony isn't really not is it not good enough well to me it is between the two people yeah when you commit yourself to somebody i mean it doesn't matter whether it's called a commitment ceremony or a marriage and whether yeah. or not it's legally binding yeah well it's if if it's about rights it has to be legally binding that's for sure you know i mean and and the the whole issue of the marriage is that's more of a sophisticated version of a of a commitment i mean we have we have domestic partnership right that's like one of the lower ways of the lower rungs and we climb to the from the domestic partnership up to a com- of a civil commitment ceremony, where it's in a sense recognized by maybe government, maybe there's some kind of certification. But then that's not the same thing as necessarily marriage. We're sort of redefining this whole marriage. I think yes, and it, it depends. I think that you know some sets say this get rid of marriage altogether, and even have straight people do um, commitment ceremonies or domestic partnerships or civil unions, um, because I think that many people and you know we talked about this uh, last week. We're talking about like many people are hung up with the idea of marriage being a church ceremony, mm. and that um, you know marriages in California right now. They're not obligated to be recognized by any religious institution whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, marriage in a legal sense is also necessary because you want to, for instance, have a right to see somebody, your spouse, who's in the hospital. Because mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. they will turn you away. Well, well there's, well, a, there's a lot of very important rights that come with marriage. Right. I mean, if something were to happen to me, God forbid, I would want Joe to have access to my stuff. Right. Right. So... Now let's say you know you have your you have your mother and you have your stepfather, right? And what if you had grown up and you had known that all they had was not a marriage, 
but just a commitment ceremony. They just had a, a union, a little little get together with some people, and uh, just a kind of a public acknowledgement of them coming together and committing to each other, but not really a, an official marriage. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Wouldn't bother you? No. Okay. Wouldn't bother me either. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that that the that the idea of it being a marriage makes it more legally binding, makes it more official. The commitment between each other is the same. The commitment to right, and that's what means something to me. Right, and I'm talking about from the public standpoint, from a legal standpoint, and taxes, and medical issues, and death benefits, and everything else you can think of in between, social security, all that stuff. When you are married legally to somebody, there are commutative rights between the two people that you don't have with a commitment ceremony, that you don't have with just a domestic partnership. Um, sort of. <laughs> well, it, it's going to vary, because right now, because it is not a nationally recognized process... The different local municipalities have their own rules about what one domestic partnership is in their area versus, let's say, another one. And then the, the concern is, well, you know, we now have the California marriage thing, and that seems interesting. And, but is it not necessarily recognized among all the states? And so that's, that's where the friction is right now. Because there are the people like your friend who is your – he's still your friend, I think, who's in Exodus. Well, not if you ask him, but if you ask me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still your friend. Uh, well, he, you know, and he and his group have a very different view of whether you know, marriage is between a man and a woman and it shall not be you know, changed because it's in, the gods of, it's in the eyes of God. Right. All right. So uh, a commitment ceremony would be meaningful to you. You would enjoy it very much. Yeah. That's, and that's really great. Um, you saw it happening before your eyes as part of your big old pride weekend. Yeah, how how were the how was the couple taking to all this? The happy couple. They they took to it great. I think they really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, friends and family were they there? Uh for the one side yes, for the other side no, unfortunately. What was the other side's issue? Uh the, I believe their family, his family doesn't talk to him once they found out that he was gay. That hurts, don't you think? Yeah. That's unfortunate that he had to go through that. Um, but nevertheless, it was a big old gay party, I hope. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Free bar. Well, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then what did you do for the evening? Uh, this Was this, let's see, uh, was this Friday or Saturday night? That would have been Saturday night. Okay. And did you go out into the town of Chicago? Yeah, we went to Boys Town. Boys Town. Tell me about Boys Town. Well, what do you want to know about Boys Town? It's uh, it's pretty much Necto on about eight blocks. So several stores and businesses that cater to the gay folk? Is uh, everybody caters to the gay folk there. There's rainbow flags in the corner of the Walgreens store. That's very nice. And uh, what were the crowds like? What was the population? Who was there? A little bit of everything. Um, it was actually, it was really nice. Um, nobody was judgmental there. You could just go relax and be yourself. It was a very fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And did you partake in any uh, anything adventurous that we should know about here on the show on a live radio broadcast? Uh, not anything that's going to be recorded, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so have you ever been in a place that was that gay? Like, have you been surrounded no, by so no, many? Uh, my the biggest gay experience I have is right here in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because what I really like about Boys Town, and it's, it's on Halstead Street, um, is that even at the very ends of, of, of Halstead, there are these huge... Um, 
structures that mark Halstead Street in their rainbow colors. Yeah, the big rainbow street yeah. signs. Did you go to the center at all? The center in Halstead? Oh, yeah. So there's a new um, LGBT community center there called the Center at Halstead, and it's amazing. It's brand new, maybe just more than a year old, and wow. uh, it's it's attached to Whole Foods, which I think is hilarious. So, um, so yeah, I think that's great. Whole Foods was nice, but you couldn't get in while it was pouring rain. Right. <laughs> um, I've heard that there is a trolley that goes around. The the past years that I was in Chicago for their Pride event, the night before they had a like a gay trolley going all around the town <laughs> visiting the bars, and it was a big old party fest of people just having a good old time. Did you I don't I don't know what it's really called, but me and my friends called it the Jolly Trolley. And no, by the time we finally got down to Boys Town, that had stopped running. Oh, that's they do something similar in Atlanta for Hot Hot Atlanta Pride, and uh, they do a bar crawl for for Gay Pride, and it's a glorious mess. Is that because is. people are crawling? They can't uh, walk anymore? Or just, no, it's just uh, a little oh, crawl. Okay, <laughs> kind of a bar progressive. That's kind of fun. Um, all right, cool. And what kind of uh, so you went and saw like here in Ann Arbor? How many gay bars we have? Let me just, let me just count. Uh, let's see, gay bars in Ann Arbor. Um, one, one and one seventh. Yeah, <laughs> one and one seventh. We say one seventh because the uh, the bar that's the seventh is only gay one night a week, which is really going out on a limb for them, isn't it? Um, and the other one is always gay, so that's that's terrific. Um, and so, how did that ratio compare to the Boys Town area of Chicago? Uh, Boys Town, there's too many to count, and they're gay through seven, <laughs> 24 hours, seven days a week, uh-huh. 365 days a year. So where did you go? Did you go to Roscoe's, and uh, did you go to um, Hydrate? Did and... go to Hydrate. That place was packed. Couldn't even move in there. Didn't stay in there very long. Did you go to the video bar? Did you go to... Um, Sidetrack. Sidetrack? No, we didn't, because the line was like two blocks long. Really? Sidetrack's yeah. amazing, because it's, it's multi-levels, and there's like this Greek patio, and it's fun. What was your favorite place to go? Honestly, the best place was leaning out up against the building, watching everybody drunken walk by. Oh, yeah. Good people watching. Good people watching. <laughs> and it progressed more as the night went through, I guess, yeah. Especially it. when it started raining and everybody started running and all the cute guys with their white T-shirts. It was, oh, it was splendid. Like, uh, like slinky tight uh, shirts now. Yeah. Because of the, they're soaking wet. That's cool. All right. Um and did you have any sense of, uh, were there any people who maybe, straight, straight couples there in, in Gayville of Chicago? Yeah, there were some straight couples in Gayville being obnoxiously drunk. Yeah, they were the... Stumbling into people, yeah. and they stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> How did you know they were straight, though? It was obvious. Why? What was that? Why? Was that? It's, uh, g- gaydar. Okay. So you've developed Gator now. I have. How does that work? Well, um, see, well, if you uh, watch Battlestar Galactica, it's kind of like a Dratus. You just get these blips that pop uh-huh. up on the screen. Battlestar Galactica. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, okay, so you were there in the night, and then um, uh, you where, where did you stay? Uh, we actually, me and my friend, ended up weaseling into a uh, friend's place, a four-story townhouse right in downtown Chicago on the river. Ooh, you had it good. Yeah, we had huh? it good. Uh, her poor husband didn't know about it till after we had basically shown up. But A straight couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really supportive that they would kind of, you know, usher you and your friends in. And, and It was. We were at it. the reception and they go, where are you staying? Well, yeah, about that. And they're like, oh, you got to come stay. 
That so. is terrific. Well, they have four stories. They had stories. Yeah, I had, they, a, whole floor, actually, I had a whole floor to myself. Yeah, yeah, it was it was splendid. That's really nice. All right, so the next morning it's parade time, and um, this was your first big old gay parade. How'd you get to the parade first of all? Because I understand Chicago with all the traffic. I mean, there's cabs everywhere, buses, trains, and all this uh, craziness. Well, I wanted to drive, but my friend that had the car said no. We're going to take the subway, so we took the subway, which was incredibly packed. I've never been had more people enclosed in such a small space. Everybody's wearing rainbow stuff. It was awesome. The whole, we just we took over the subway. Wow. And so, like, when you say packed, like... I'm talking packed, like, not even standing room only. In a subway train. It was beyond packed. The doors couldn't even close. Wow. And you got to... Where Where did you take the train to? We took the train to Boys Town. Boys Town. Okay. And you got out of Boys Town. You're walking around, and what happened? Walking around, and uh, actually, the first thing I saw when I got off was there was actually a group got of a couple. Train. Yeah, got, got off, off the train. train. Got off the train. Got off the train, yeah. and um, there was a group of religious people that were standing there with a megaphone and holding up a Bible and, and shooting out verses like it was oh, a gun. Oh, they were affirming? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the really nice thing about it was was that a group of about 30 gay people had surrounded them with these great big picket signs that said, God, our gays, our God's pride and joy, and complete drowned them out it was awesome wow and how did they take to that did they <laughs> well eventually i think they ended up leaving that street corner and trying to go down the parade which was real interesting as they had about a 20 police escort so had you ever seen sort of gay anti-gay protesters like that before uh not live in person like that no and did you did you how did that affect oh, you? i stopped to yell yeah, you said yell. Oh yeah. Oh, I yelled. There, my friend took a picture that actually turned out pretty nice of me yelling at him. You, uh, what did you say back to him? Well, I told him that uh, my relationship with God was between us, just like I told my friend that joined Exodus. And uh, did you get any reaction from them? Uh, not really. Wow, that's so. Do you? So I want to hear more about pride. But did you think that did it? Was it what you expected it to be? Uh, that and then some. There were. Uh, they said in the paper the day after there was over five hundred thousand people there. It's it a lot of gay people. <laughs> that is a lot of gay people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of gaiety. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. A lot of fun mm-hmm. stuff happening. So you you made it from uh, the uh, religious folk who were anti-gay. Uh, not all religious folk are, but uh, these were. And you walked over to. Did you see the beginning of the parade, or, or where did you stand? Where yeah, were you we, in that mass? We saw of people? the beginning of the parade, and if my boyfriend's listening to this, I just sat on the sidelines and enjoyed the show. <laughs> and if he's I did not, not end up shirtless on a float. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, I'm sure you didn't. Interesting. I'm sure you didn't. Pictures lie. Yeah. Um, Which ha- float? <laughs> I don't even know. I have some. I have some pictures of some of the floats there uh, at, uh, and I and I know we're on a radio here, not a television station, so we can describe the pictures. Um, can you describe this picture for us here? Log cabin. The log cabin Republicans, nice. and they had a banner on there that said, "The log cabin Republicans are fighting for civil unions." Hmm. And uh, do you consider yourself a log cabin Republican? Well, that's kind of funny because I always thought that it had a different meaning. And I used to tell people I was a log cabin Republican before I knew that it was actually a gay organization ah, of Republicans. What did you think it meant? <laughs> Just people who, you know, really like, like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, log cabin that, that or kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So awesome. here I am telling everybody, oh, yeah, I'm a log cabin Republican. Typically, the next thing I know, I'm going, whoa, I've never seen a rainbow colored Republican sign before. And so do you find you actually are a log cabin Republican? For the most part, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, here's another uh, picture of a flow. Can you tell me about this one? 
The Illinois Lottery Float, one of the best-looking floats that they had in the parade. Show that. Let, let Gabe see it also. Can you describe well, the picture Well, he probably won't give it back. I probably won't. Can you describe it for me? <laughs> there is a bunch of gorgeous shirtless men in nothing but really tight little speedos dancing. Some of them are wearing big power balls and stuff. And is got, that the <laughs> message of the lottery? Is <laughs> I guess. Some of them are, pl- are, are wearing big power balls. Well, Usually yeah, okay. they come with two. Okay. But apparently, so, so, what, uh, so there's go-go boys touting dollar scratch-offs. That's awesome. And did you... Did that make you want to go run out and buy a lottery ticket? I bought 20, actually. No, not really. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Here's another picture, and this actually has you in it. Can you describe that one for me, please? Ah, yes, that was nice. There uh, actually was um, an older lady there with her son, and she was wearing a T-shirt and a big picket sign that said, God bless me with a gay son. Amen. And she was actually marching in the parade. And I had a chance to talk with the son for a while, and apparently since he came out to her, she's attended every pride and walks. Oh, that's great. Uh, Is that her son? Yeah. He's cute. Well, what about the one in the middle? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. great. <laughs> Thanks. The one, and the one in the middle was uh, is you're, Jared. You're posing with this uh, this family here, this mother and, and this son. So you kind of you may be the their another son in that picture. Now, would you like to have your mom and your uh, stepdad? Parading like that and carrying a sign around? Would that be uh, cool I don't to know you? if my stepdad would be caught dead doing that, but my mom definitely would. Would you have thought your grandmother would do that? Would your grandmother be interested in doing that? If I pushed her around in a wheelchair, probably. Yeah. Oh, would be a lot of walking that's for her. That's sweet. I would love that. I don't think, I, you know, I would love my mom to do that too, but I wouldn't let her wear that shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you mean the shirt that says, God bless me with a gay son? Yeah, I'd have something better on her. Okay. <laughs> something more stylish. That's right. You know, Are there other pictures in that file? Um, uh, there may be, but we'll... we'll I have, have a whole those. flash drive yeah. full. Mm. Oh. Um, and I, maybe we'll see them on his MySpace page. Yeah, actually, I do plan on adding them. Thank you. Okay. You know, one of the things we didn't talk about is why did you go to the parade? Why did I go to the parade? Because about a month beforehand, my friend sent me an email that said, Presidential Order, you must come to Pride with me. That sounds really official. It was really official. And I was intimidated, so I felt I had no option. It sounds like you, you couldn't. You were bullied into going I, to Pride? I was bullied you wouldn't have going. an option. If it's a presidential order, you don't have an option. You I, had to I go. I suppose. The next thing I know, I'm running out the door, GPS in hand, and off we go after about a two-hour delay. Wow. And um, now you're, you live, your family, you kind of grew up in the Lansing area? Yeah. All right. Why not go to the Lansing Parade? Well, because the commitment ceremony was on Saturday, and we figured okay. we were in Chicago, right, right. and we would have missed it, because I believe the one in Lansing was actually on Saturday. Would you be interested in doing that? Because that's more closer to home. Yeah, I mean, I would be interested in doing that, but there's not near as many people. All right. And so it wouldn't concern you about being like in the same city like where you're from in that whole area, and be, maybe being seen on television wouldn't, or something? It wouldn't bother me at all. In fact, my grandma said that when I called her and told her I was on my way. She goes, oh, what if they put it on TV and somebody sees you? Grandma's smart. She's a sharp one. Okay, so you wouldn't mind being seen on a television being witnessed in your hometown, but you're not willing to tell your mom. I don't... That seems contradictory. Well, I've tried. She's really making me work <laughs> <Okay>. for it. <laughs> All right. Well, and we're not going to force you. I mean, it's just I'm just curious why you, you wouldn't be concerned if it like happened accidentally. But well, if it <laughs> happens accidentally, then it happens. Should we call her right now on the air? Should She's we, on uh... the line now. <laughs> Mom? She's actually probably just driving through. She just flew back into Detroit. She's been in Arizona. 
Okay. And so your grandmother knew you were going to the parade. Yep. And she said, well, what if you're in the paper and stuff? And you said, oh, well, that'd be great. <laughs> that, well, I basically did. I said, well, if they do, they do. Did, the paper, save me Did your copy. sister know? Did your yeah. sister know you were going to the parade? I, well, I told her while I was there. I didn't have a chance to tell her before You think she she'd left. like to go to a parade with you? She told me actually on the phone when I was coming home Sunday that she would definitely love to do something like that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Well, that's brilliant. Well, let's. Uh, you wrote a song today about the parade, I guess, and coming out. Is that what it is? Or can you tell us about the the song, why you wrote it? Yeah, well, um, actually, we had taken a picture while we were at Pride of a guy sitting on a windowsill. Gorgeous guy, by the way, wearing a little sailor outfit, and that was nice. Aww. And uh, kind of inspired this song, and I'm sure I'll screw it up. but uh, It's live radio. It's live radio, and I wrote it two hours ago. Okay. So. All right. Let's hear it. All right. There's a guy in a windowsill Staring at his boyfriend Bill I envy their ability To stare at diversity Most will die and never know They're the ones that made the problem grow We'll never have equality If we keep living frivolously At least they know Who they are That's more than most can say On any given day There's a cute guy in an interview He doesn't know the other's point of view His right-wing thinking's grown all askew He doesn't think about me and you, you see He will die and never know He's the one that made the problem grow Cause we'll never have equality If we keep living frivolously At least we know who we are That's more than most can say on any given day I think it's time we try to make a change Is loving another really all that strange? Next time we go out and say Attention world, well we're here to stay Most will die and they'll never know They're the ones that made the problem grow We'll never have equality If we keep living frivolously But at least we know There's a guy in a windowsill Staring at his boyfriend Bill I envy their ability To stare at diversity 
and you are listening to WCBN FM and Arbor Closets for Clothes. And that was our guest today, Jared. Um, and that's a song that you wrote just today, right? Yeah, about a couple hours about ago. About a couple hours ago. <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. What's the song called? Uh, I really don't have a name for it. I've just kind of been calling it uh, my Chicago Pride 08 song. Chicago Pride 08 <laughs> song. I love it. It sounds like a, re- a mixtape. Chicago Pride 08. That was really nice. And so more Chicago uh, or more Pride works are coming. Uh, oh, that's the plan. Yeah. Coming out along with you. Now, if I, I could just get my boyfriend <laughs> talked into going. That's right. I think every year you should do a different pride. Hey, that's oh, that'd be it. Yeah. That's Is there enough pride in the world to do that? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my, my friends and I try to do a different pride every year. We we did Chicago three years ago, Atlanta two years ago, and then uh, D.C. So um, it's always a lot of fun. And every city has different guys named Bill. Yeah, but 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 do they all have uh, four story townhouses downtown? Yeah, well, well, you gotta have connections. So where do you go? Make sure you know somebody in the city. That's that's the thing. Now let's get back a little bit talking about the parade, and you alluded to it earlier, but something about you on a float. No, I I don't know what you're talking about. What's that all about? about? Well, I kind of ended up on a float. I have a picture here. Oh, great! It's photoshopped. Uh, Photoshopped. I deny any of it. Yeah, I actually ended up... And how up, did you How did you get, like, you just like, oh, I want to be on that float. I, well, I just kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it happened, and I asked, and the next thing I know, I'm on a float. Could you describe this picture, please? For the for for the uh, for oh. the for the evidence? Oh, that'd be the one of me shirtless. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> and you're on this float, you're waving a flag, a pride flag. It's on, uh, you're on Broadway in front of Melrose. I've eaten there. It's really good. The Melrose Diner? Yeah. Uh-huh. You look like you're having fun. Actually, I can't tell if you're having fun because your back, your shirtless back is facing well, the Well, see, how do you know that's my back? It's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, he's facing the crowd, I believe. That's you can right. tell. There's Good a huge you. crowd of people there. There, is. there was a huge crowd you. of people. And, now, were uh, you just uh, naked from the waist up? Ju- just from the waist up. Okay. I, All right. I promise. Well, and uh, actually, beyond that street corner, there was another uh, group of anti-gay religious people, and we actually ended up, because our float had stopped there momentarily, and I had the whole crowd that was on the corner chanting, God loves gays. What, was, what, was the, what were the religious folks saying? What were they? They were just yelling, oh, homosexuality is a sin, God hates gays, and the next thing I know, I had... Three or four hundred people chanting, God loves gays. <laughs> that is terrific. How'd that feel? Was that just... It was liberating. It was awesome. Wow. So, and you just, you ended up on a gay float. On a big gay float. <laughs> and you're half naked. Half Waving naked. a flag. And now you are uh, chanting... Um, God politi- loves Political gays. Uh, phrases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and waving big rainbow flags. Don't Did you think that. that you would be... Gosh. There? No, when? no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, six months ago, would you have thought you'd... No. Well, how did this happen? And who's to blame? Well, again, my friend is the one that's to blame, and it was hard for me to think that four years ago we had a professional relationship where we first met, and the next thing I know, here I am four years later at a Chicago Pride sharing an air mattress with him. Oh, well, did anything go on? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like you... Ha- <laughs> So cool. Well, I'm just so wondering. Cool, eh? I mean, you're, you're up so in the... Cool. Pool, you're up <laughs> no, in fact, him and I are often uh, accused of dating. We are not dating, okay, by the way. Okay, so if, if they see you together... Well, how, how are they going to know who your boyfriend is in your, if you're dating? Oh, well, I'll have him wear a shirt that says Jared's boyfriend. Okay. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah, oh, like he'd that'd wear that. would be really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I came home with a uh, rainbow magnet on the back of my car, and when he went out to work the next morning, he took it off and goes, I thought your friend did that, and he didn't even tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're wearing stickers on your car? I do. I yeah. have an equality sticker in my back window now. Good for you. 
Uh, why not a rainbow sticker? Well, because that's a little bit more obvious, and my boyfriend ripped it off after I put it on. Do you do you think that Gabe? Uh, what do you? What's your opinion? Do you think everybody, the, like the straight community, knows what the rainbow flag is? I don't really think they have a good sense of it. I think they do. You think so? Yeah. I think so. Hmm. You know, I think that the people who want to see it and need to see it uh, see it, notice that sort of thing, and, and the other. And well, yeah, probably people are a little more. All right, let's say Ann Arbor does, but if he takes that out to Lansing and Howell, how are they? They're not going to know what that rainbow flag is. Come on, does it matter? Well, it matters if it's an issue for a safety. Yes, it does. And is that the main reason why your boyfriend ripped off your rainbow magnet from your well, car? Well, where we live, he's from, I think, and uh, he'd oh, be guilty, guilty by, by association. association. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. And you live together. Yep, we do. Oh. And I haven't got my magnet back yet, by the way. Oh, oh ransom. Yeah. I paid for that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, At Gaymart. There's a store called Gaymart in Gay Chicago. Mart. And what kinds of things do they sell at Gaymart? Well, a lot of gay things. <laughs> They have coffee mugs. They had one coffee mug that I really wanted to buy. It was slanted and said, I can't even drink straight. <laughs> Very cute. Um, now, all right, so you, you, were, you got on the float. You're out there parading around. You're dancing, shaking yourself, waving flags, and, and, and chanting. And then you got to the end of the parade. What happened at the end of the parade when, the, when, it was, when you got to the... The float well, got to the end. Well, we hopped off the float, went and got a bite to eat, and continued to watch the rest of the parade. So it was still going on. Oh, it was still going yeah, on. It, it went for four obvious. hours. Yeah, a four-hour parade in yeah. Chicago. Yep. That's longer than when I had been there before. That's uh, it's, it's growing by leaps and bounds. And, it, and the pouring rain didn't even stop it. Did, were there a lot of politicians? There were, actually. I was surprised, and the paper was the next day, too, that there were a lot of politicians. Uh, from what I've seen on the float, the, there was a... There was a a uh, police float, you know, a float of uh, a police people, uh-huh. and uh, representatives, state representatives, uh, council representatives. Um, I don't believe Mayor Daly had a float. No, but you know who did was all the local news stations, and they actually had their anchors on their pride floats. That's cool. That is really cool. Um, so now that you've seen this, how will you top that this experience? Like, what's what's next? Uh, How will uh, you do better? I have no idea, honestly. I really I mean, have no my idea. My goodness, if you got if you got to this point in this, this such a short period, uh, I don't know. He's just going to uh, you're going to keep on writing gay songs. I'm going to keep on writing big old gay songs. Yeah. Now, would you consider yourself a gay musician or just a musician who writes some gay stuff? Well, I'm gay and I'm a musician, so okay. I guess I'd be a gay musician. Yeah. But I'm a gay person. Yeah, so. but you don't write about your songs. Aren't all about gay issues? No, no. What are they about? Well, a little bit of everything. I write a lot of folk campfire kind of songs. Mm-hmm. You write what you feel. I write what I feel. Yeah. What's up, like, about squirrel? Like, I don't know what a campfire song is. Like, squirrels and stuff? Like, fire? <laughs> like, no, just no, a, just the kind of song that you would actually sing around the fire. That is, uh, like, if you were to go camping. Right. And you'd have I a fire. If I could get my boyfriend well, to go a, camping. You mean, you mean a fire by fire? You mean kerosene heater? No. I, I, I sing show tunes around the fire. Yeah, do you do any show tunes? Songs? Songs? I, I, well, no. A little Barbara? No. No. Well, um, okay. Well, it's been really great having you on here. and um, Yeah, I want to hear... Keep going with that coming out process. Absolutely. Six months from now. Always. Yeah, we'll check in. We should check in like every every six months or so and see who he's told now. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. You know what I'm thinking next is a television appearance for you. Oh, that'd be splendid. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrific? We can make it happen. We could somehow find some way to do that. Maybe Absolutely. we maybe somebody one of the listeners can uh, 
Or put him in a gay movie or, or a something. Or webcast. We can webcast sure. you know, or something. Yeah. YouTube. We'll see him on Out Magazine. We'll see him on the mm-hmm. cover with his flag, uh, his float, and his guitar. Absolutely. Shirtless. Yeah. Are, you gonna 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 do, are you going to do right music at a, at a Pride Parade sometime? I would like to. That'd be great. Okay. Wonderful. Well, great. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. I appreciate and the Dave, invite. Thank you so much for coming. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And great stories, great adventures, um, great pictures. Um, and can um, we burn those? No, I think we should upload them to our site. I think we're going to post them on the station. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, so thanks again. Um, next week, um, more pride. Um, mid-July so we'll talk about art fair and you've been listening to Closet Stuff for Clothes and we'll talk to you next week take care I'm just trying to figure out the bass line to that Paula Abdul song, Forever Your Girl. Oh, yeah, I love that song. I wish I could hear more Paula Abdul on the radio. You can. On WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Really? 88.3. It's all Paula all the time. Awesome.